It's Monday. Let's do a mailbag. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. As we do every Monday, we're taking your questions because on this show, we give the people what they want. So this first question comes from Steven on Twitter. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. Or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. So first question here uh, does, from Steven on Twitter. Does Matt McClain have the arm to stick at third? So... Matt McClain, Cincinnati Reds prospect, uh, first rounder in 2021 out of UCLA, 5'11", 180. And the short answer is yes. The long answer is I don't think he's going to play at third. So, all right, the thing behind Matt, Matt McClain is he has absolutely great contact ability. I mean, he very, very rarely swings and misses. Uh, he is... He's seen as one of those like uh, high floor players. Like he is more than likely going to work out. Uh, great lineage. Um, his dad played college football at UCLA. His mom played college softball and volleyball. His brothers play baseball at Arizona State and UCLA. Like just a great sports family. But he's a guy very rarely swings and misses. Um, you know he's he's making contact just about every time he swings. But the thing is, he hasn't historically hit and f- hit hit for a lot of power. Uh, his approach is very much contact oriented. Doesn't really have the ability in his swing to load up and get power behind it. He can control the barrel of the bat well. He can make contact, but he's really going to have to make some mechanical tweaks if he wants to be able to bring the power into his game. Uh, you know, so because of that, the exit velocities aren't like eye popping, aren't explode off the charts there for you. Uh, and here's the thing about about Matt, and kind of a reminder about where we are in the minor league season. So he's in Double A this year, pretty pretty aggressive promotion if you ask me. But he's in Double A after he spent all last year at high. Uh, he spent 29 games last year at High A Dayton. So. He's batting 283 over 13 games, 46 at-bats. And he's got four doubles, two triples, and three home runs. Now, last year at in Dayton and High A, he, in 29 games, he had three home runs. So to have three home runs in 13 games in Chattanooga is obviously significantly more. I mean, he's a, his OPS was 811 in High, in high A. It's over a thousand right now. His slash line's 283, 358, 652. So the big thing here is we don't have enough data to make a sample size determination here. Is this a small sample size or has Matt in fact readjusted that swing and unlocked additional power? I don't know. 
I haven't seen enough of him. I, I I've caught him. I, I've caught him once all season. And sample size. I mean, anybody can get hot for a while. Anybody can get cold for a while. So I don't think we know. And the question was about his defense. I just wanted to make sure we kind of covered the offense and we understand that like we don't know exactly where the offense is as of now. Uh, if he and so like when we do the projections and stuff, it's gonna be kind of a range with him. So defensively, he can make all of the plays at shortstop, but it doesn't look easy. He's laboring through it. Um, it's now visible effort. You're watching him do it. Not very fluid to what he does. He's got the arm to play third. He's got the arm to play outfield, and he played outfield at UCLA some. Um, his hands, he has the hands for second as far as soft hands can make a transfer, fluid actions, things like that. He has the speed to play in the outfield. And so rather than looking at him moving from short to third, which is not a decision I want to make yet until I can make sure he legitimately has power, because in that third base position, you're trading some defensive range for offensive power. So until I know that he can do that, that he can actually hit with that power, I'm going to be looking at him to be going to second or maybe back to the outfield again like he did some in college. So I think he's fast enough to play center field. I think he'd profile well for a right field. Uh, but again, premium defense, uh, premium offensive positions. Your corner outfield spots and your third base and your first base, your corner outfield, corner infield are where you see your power guys. So I'd rather slot him into a second base center field kind of role until we know for a fact whether or not he's got the power to, to hit like you would expect a corner guy to do. So Steven, I'm going to tweet at you to remind you that like, hey, I answered your question. Get back to me in you know, a month or so. Let's look at this again. Let's see if we can actually pull up some video on the pod and talk about whether we think he's more of a third baseman or a second baseman at that point once we know a little more about what he does offensively. And in just a minute, I want to talk about um, a Phillies guy who has looked absolutely fantastic in his small sample size uh, in low A. But first... Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. So with spring in the air, it is time for renewal and growth, personally and professionally. And if you have a small business, as your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach not only your network, but beyond to the world's largest professional network, over 810 million people. Then you can add your job and the purple your hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. LinkedIn gives you sample tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with the right skills and experience so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 
So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's locked in. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, so got a question from, from, from Mike on Discord, and he asked about Andrew Painter. So Andrew Painter, 6'7", 215. He's a big boy. Uh, 2021 first rounder out of high school and kind of the outlook here. And what prompted uh, Mike to reach out to me about it was the outing he just had for low A Clearwater. So the thing when it comes to Andrew Painter is he profiles to me to be a future number two to number three, depending on how a lot of the secondaries and stuff work out. So uh, as a high school pitcher, pretty advanced as far as his arsenal, as well as the way that he approached the game of baseball. Uh, He's got a fastball that was, when he was, before he got drafted, it kind of sat in the low 90s. Now it sits mid-90s. He touched 98 in in instructs. And so definitely a thing that is a plus offering. The metrics behind it when it comes to, to how much run it has, to the spin, all of that profiles to be a plus pitch. To go along with that, he's got a plus changeup. And the thing about the changeup is, and this is a big thing, especially for young pitchers, because prep pitchers, there's a lot of volatility there. A big thing for young pitchers is having the confidence in your pitches, especially pitches that aren't your fastball. So the thing I love about Andrew Painter is he will throw the changeup in any count to any hitter, lefty, righty, doesn't matter. And over the summer, he made some tweaks to the to the pitch over the summer, worked on it in instructs. It has a different plane to it. So it's it's it avoids bats even more than it did um, when he got drafted. Now to go along with that, he's got an above average slider. It sits kind of in the mid 80s. It's got good spin to it. I think it could have more depth. That's something he can work on as he gets a better feel for it. And then he's got an above average curveball that can flash plus, but something where he needs to get more consistent with the release point on it. So you take all of this, you take this arsenal of four pitches, all of them at least above average, two of them plus or the potential to be plus on the regular. You give him very good control. I mean, plus control. And then he has a delivery that's smooth, that's repeatable. And then all of this is coming from a six seven guy so it's got that downhill attack to it because where his release point is and obviously being as tall as he is he gets that downward slope to the plate so what I want to see and again I haven't seen a lot of him this year he's thrown in three games 12 innings four hits one run three walks 30 strikeouts which that is absurd so uh, I think it was last Monday was the outing. Um, started the game with a strikeout. Gave up a double. Got a fly out to get out of the inning. And then started in the second. 13 straight strikeouts. I mean, you look at his, his K through 9 right now is 22 and a half. And he he has rookie ball last year. He was at 18. He had, um, he had 12 strikeouts in 6 innings. So, like, the kid is good at what he does. But... Something where like things like that kind of 
bring like get your attention relatively quickly. I want to see them move him from low A to high A. We've talked about this on the show before. I am big into aggressive promotions of pitchers. And in my mind, low, low A exists for guys that just recently came out of high school for you to figure out whether or not they have what it takes to be a professional ball player. And if you can strike out 13 straight hitters at that level, you're too good for that level. So move him to high A. And I'd expect, I mean, it'll probably be a couple starts. You want to give him a few more times out there to make sure he just wasn't having one of those one in a million nights. But Andrew Painter is a guy that needs to be in high A by probably the the end of May. And I would be looking, again, because I'm big into aggressive promotions, I would be looking by the end of the season to get him into double A. Give him an end-of-season promotion to double-A where he has an opportunity to face the upper minors in a whole different level of competition because either A, he succeeds and you feel really good about what you have going into the offseason, or he fails, but he fails in ways with which he can learn from it and he can go to instructs, go to fall ball, and fix that. You saw him over over the last break. Uh, got better at the changeup. We needed to see changes from the changeup. He did that. Uh, I I want to see him get more consistent on the release point for the curveball. I want to see the changes he's made to the changeup stick. So move him to high A in the next month or so. And then after that, put plan to put him in double A by the end of the year so he can get that challenge. And in just a minute, I've got a great question that I really love about the Braves short stops and what they do behind Dansby Swanson. Uh, but first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Uh, Built Bars are the protein bars that taste like candy bars, and I think they're even better than candy bars. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, 170, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, uh, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs. So they're good, and they're good for you. You can go to Built.com. You can check out the list of all of the flavors they have. There's the regular stuff, the mint brownie, your coconut almond, your white chocolate cookies and cream. There's also the limited time things, the blueberry muffin, stuff like that. And then the other offerings that they have, they have uh, puffs, which are uh, chocolate-covered, protein-infused marshmallows. And I was on a different locked-on pod just the other day, and the host said, you know what? The puffs are great in your coffee in the morning and blew my mind. So I am excited for my churro puffs to come so I can put them in my coffee in the morning and see how that goes. But go to Built.com, check out the list of all of the flavors and all the different options of things they have, whether it's the broth, the puffs, the bars, whatever it might be. While you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So this last question coming from AJ on Discord. And AJ asked, So if Dansby Swanson does not re-sign with the Atlanta Braves and the way Dansby started the season, and again, small sample size, the way Dansby started the season, you're not necessarily going to want Dansby to re-sign in Atlanta. Uh, But if Dansby doesn't re-sign, what do you think the Braves' options are at shortstop? What does the system look like? And typically, shortstop is one of the deepest positions in a system because you draft a ton of shortstops and move guys to other positions. I think the Braves, there's two real options that you could see in the next couple years 
from the farm system. But I honestly think if Dansby doesn't get re-signed, you sign a veteran to a short-term deal, a two-year deal, maybe a one-year deal, uh, to bridge to a prospect. And of the two shortstop prospects, they're big in the system, Vaughn Grissom and Braden Shoemake. The guy I think it's going to be is Braden Shoemake. So let's work backwards here. Uh, so, so Vaughn Grissom. Uh, so 2019, 11th round guy out of high school. 6'3", 180, comes out of Florida. He's not the son of Marquise Grissom, but he is related to Marquise Grissom from what I understand. So uh, co- very much a contact-oriented infielder. Um, so another guy that kind of profiles at that middle infield, I feel like he stretched a bit at short. So very good, uh, very good contact ability, very good awareness of the zone and what the strike zone is doing, where it is. He's got good raw power. You see it in batting practice. He's got the exit velos when he really gets into a ball that matches a lot of the, the better hitters in the system. I mean, he, I think he has a max exit velo of 113 or so. But I still think he's going to hit for more average than for power. His slugging numbers did get better last year uh, as he spent 2021 um, in the minors. I believe he was at, he started off in low A for 75 games, moved to high A for, for 12 games at the end of the year. So, I mean, hit five home runs in low A, hit two in high A, but the slugging numbers did get better. Had a 446 slugging. In low A, had a 595 slugging in high A, gave him an OPS of like 1,100. It was nuts. But a guy where I don't necessarily know if he's ever going to put on the the weight and body development that he needs to really hit for serious power. And then at shortstop, I feel like athletically he stretched a bit. He's got limited range. He doesn't have the most amazing athleticism. He definitely has the arm strength to play short. I think he has the arm strength to play third. Uh, he has the hands he can do to make a good transfer. He's got good, good, uh, good footwork, good hands. He can play a second. So I think he's a guy where, again, the power is going to decide where he goes. If that power develops and he becomes a, you know, a 20, 20 25 home run guy, he's a guy you look at moving him over to third and develop him a little bit more, and let him unleash that arm to to make plays and then go out and hit tanks for you. If he's a guy where the power still kind of stays back a bit, and he's got, I believe he's right now, 13 games in high A, he's batting 269, two doubles, no home runs. And again, very small sample size. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I think that's something where you look at moving him over to a second. Now, Again, he is in high A. You've got a couple years of runway to figure this out, especially with Ozzy Albee signed to the most team-friendly long-term deal you've ever seen. But Von Grissom, definitely a guy that you're looking at from the perspective of, I think he's going to play second versus short. Uh, maybe, maybe the athleticism shows up. Usually it would have by now. The other option, and the one I think they're more likely to go with, is going to be Braden Shoemaker. So, Braden Shoemake, same draft, 2019, but a first-round guy out of Texas A&M. He's 6'4", 190. And the thing there, um, and they had two picks in that draft. They took Shea Langoliers uh, at ninth overall in that pick, uh, in that draft, and he just got moved uh, to Oakland in the 
in the Matt Olson deal, but um, j- just tore it up last year at low A. He's in double A right now and very good defender. And he's gotten better since he's gotten in, he's, since he's gotten, um, in professional baseball. But a guy that started off very slow in Mississippi. I mean, in May, he was like 099 batting average. 099.158, 183 was his, was his slash line. Uh, but he adjusted, and from June to the end of the season, he had a 110 WRC plus, so weighted runs created plus, um, up 100's average, so above average there. Hit 265, 303, 462 from June on. The overall line doesn't look great. The overall line for last year is like a 228 hitter because, again, that beginning of the season was so bad. But he did it. If you take that out, it does look better. Now, offensively, he makes good contact, similar to Grissom. Very good uh, plate awareness, very good quality of contact. He can hit velocity. He can go opposite field with it, so put it all over the park, but doesn't have a ton of power, and part of it is his frame. Again, 6'4", 190, can't really put on a lot of weight. He struggled with it in college, too, and so needs to add more weight, one, for the power, and two, just to help him withstand playing every single day at the professional level. Um, obviously, college, you're playing four games a week, usually at the at, at the like the heart of the schedule, minors you're playing six, seven games a week. So he needs to get some more weight there. Again, hasn't been able to do it going back to college. Uh, defensively, like I said, it has improved quite a bit. Uh, I think he can stick it short. I didn't used to always think he could do that, but I definitely think that now he can stick it short. He's got, uh, doesn't have amazing arm strength, but he has enough arm strength. Very good clock as well. So he understands how much time he has to make the play, uh, can speed himself up when he needs to speed himself up, very good body control as well, uh, can can get to balls in the hole, can, can make a stop, can get the ball to first in time. And Atlanta has him at AAA this year, so he is at Gwinnett. Now, if he follows the same pattern, he's going to struggle to start off the year because that's what he tends to do. He struggles when he gets a new level. So if that pattern holds, he will struggle at AAA. Right now, he's batting 289. Uh, it's only been 11 games. Again, one double, no home run. I'm sorry, one double, one home run. Um, six strikeouts, no walks, stole one base. Uh, I think the slash line's like 289, 289, 395. So, not amazing. Not a ton of power. But, uh, again, start slow. He has plenty of time. So, if I had to put money on it right now, I would say... The Braves are probably not re-signing Dansby Swanson. Uh, and part of that is Dansby's, like the season Dansby is having as of right now. And again, small stable size, but Dansby Swanson's an incredibly streaky hitter. He'll be awful for three weeks, and then he'll be great for two weeks, and then he'll be average for a month, and then he'll be awful for two weeks again. Uh, defense is historically really good with Dansby Swanson. He's a great leader. And actually, now that Matt, uh, Freddie Freeman's gone, he's actually the longest tenured Brave in the clubhouse, believe it or not. But I don't, if he can, like, if the season looks more like the start of this season, I don't see them signing him to an extension, partly because of that. 
and partly because his agents are the same agents that Freddie Freeman had. And the consensus around the baseball world, uh, players, front office folks that we talked to, uh, agents, things like that, are that the agents were the ones that screwed up Freeman's negotiations with the Braves. So can't say that that um, bodes well for his chances of re-signing in Atlanta. I do think if he were to take a discounted deal, they would re-sign him. They probably have already offered that to him and he declined it. And that's why he's going into a walk year here. But definitely, either way, not the way you want to start a free agent year. I do see the Braves um, letting Dansby walk and then not throwing a ton of money at a free agent. You know, whether it's a Carlos Correa if he opts out or a Trey Turner. Not throwing a ton of money at one of those high-end guys, but going out and getting a bridge shortstop uh, to get you to the next prospect, who I think will be Shoemake. And the way that the timelines work out on these guys is you'll have some time for Shoemake to be the guy. And if for some reason you don't think he's the guy, you have Grissom, who's behind him about a season and a half or two seasons or so behind him in the minors, where you can always bring Grissom if Shoemake doesn't work out, if Grissom can stick it short. Again, I don't think Grissom is going to. I think he's going to be a second baseman. Um, he'll be your, your, your Albies replacement in case of injury or anything like that. Uh, so, bridge vet, I don't know who the vet would be, um, but if Swanson doesn't resign, I see a bridge probably playing all of 23 in the majors, and then some point in time during 24, handing things over to Shoemake, unless he just tears it up this year and he takes the job out of coming out of camp next year. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. Please send those in. Or you can email us, LockedOnMovieProspects at gmail.com. We do these mailbags every Monday. We've got a great week coming up. Uh, really excited to bring it to you. But until then, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. <laughs>